Welcome to the Uncut 90. I am your host, Dolakwa, with a few special analysts. First off, we have George. Lil Pep! I never left. I'm back again. <laughs> About to give you guys in-depth analysis, free, free of biases. So just stay tuned. And okay. let's go, let's go. Okay, well, welcome back, even though you never left, but then you're back again. Yeah. Um, and I also don't like that you guys are still in, like... The originators thin. You guys don't say back again. That's for Winfred, and Winfred is actually here. Yeah. Yo, back again. You know, <laughs> I am the only scout. <laughs> All right. Who are called world class right. players? Right. Wow. Right. Okay. Right. All right, man. All right. the Let him introduce himself. I'm the first scout in the chat. To introduce two Winfrey players that assisted and scored in the same game. And you can check the statistics. Okay? You can check that. <laughs> but again, who are the players? I'm back, I'm, I'm, okay. Just check the statistics. Man. Okay, don't, guys, don't worry. We'll come to this. Welcome okay. back again. Don't worry. Back, back again. again. Right, you know? right, right. Welcome. Um, Aqui's here as well. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, everybody. I am so happy to be back. Oh, this is an agenda pod. I'm happy I'm here. Okay, okay. I don't know why we made this an agenda pod. I know. I'm here to give unbiased. The listeners will find out. Don't worry. Wow, okay, okay. Can't wait for the listeners to find out. That's called a tease in the business, guys. Akri has been studying. He knows what to do now. Don't stop listening to the episode. And last but not least, unless we get another edition, you never know what happens around this place. Rookie is here. I don't know what you meant by that. Sounded shady. No, no, no. No shade at all. We have, we have, you know, for the record, for transparency, we have another analyst that is really, really eager to be here right now. He really has some information for the listeners. Um, so he's trying to see if he can find a way to join us. But we, we keep moving. We keep moving. And, you I know, see. that's all. That's all. That's well, I didn't finish my introduction yet. And now you just... Anyway, it's fine. Just continue to work. You've ruined it. It's fine. It's fine. Just go. Just do it. You're not going to say hi to the listeners? Like, the introduction is not for me. I know you're here. <sighs> you, you stress me out. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy to be back. Hello to our listeners. Welcome back um, to our show. Excited to give my true unbiased opinions. Okay. True unbiased opinions. And the man of the hour, it was no shade. I timed it on Yo, guys, they said I always lie to you. I never lie. Last but not least, truly, Ernest is here. Yes. Thank you very, very much, Dolapo. Um, done a lot to get here on time there's it's only you're not on time rookie rookie (laughs) sorry (laughs) i'm like bro we are like an hour and 30 minutes late (laughs) 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 it's only right that i'll be here stairs on top basa win tomorrow let's go all right welcome welcome we're so glad you're able to make it um can't wait to hear about all the things you have to share with the listeners um, first off, let's talk about some talk about some of the games that happened over the weekend. Um, I feel like the game that we were all anticipating was Chelsea versus Arsenal. Um, it was a two-two game. Chelsea dominated early parts of the game, and then 
Arsenal found a way to score two goals. Um, Akwi, tell me your reaction to that game. How did you guys not beat Chelsea? Well, you know, I want to start by giving credit to Poch, right? Um, what? It's easy to look at the Milan, please. Um, it's easy to look at the end results and see, wow, Arsenal fought back. But the reason we struggled at first in that first half is because Poch got his tactics right. Mm. You have to admit, the Chelsea boys be with. <laughs> the Chelsea boys were were positioned correctly. They were playing well. And, you know, I have to give them that credit. That aside, Arsenal were completely terrible. We looked awful. It was probably our worst performance of this season so far. And you can't do that away in a derby game. I hated how we looked. But one thing I really liked about this game, old Arsenal, that's a wrap. I don't care if they score one goal, if they score four goals, we would never come back in the second half the way that we did. You know, and I think De- Declan Rice touched on it in his post-match um, interview. But this goes back to my point about Arteta and what we're building and the way that this is just a different Arsenal that we've seen from the past. The belief is different. Just let me land, though. You guys cannot say that Arsenal was coming back like this in the past. We just weren't doing it. Nah, I love true. Arsene Wenger, but I can't, you, cannot pay, you cannot show me another match like this in the past. It's just not something we did. And we've done it multiple times. Last season, we had the Nelson goal. Like, there's a different mm-hmm. kind of belief. And normally, as an Arsenal fan, there were days where... Ah, we drink two goals even when it's like, ah, game over. Let me go out. Let's go and tap soccer. Let's go and do something else. Those days are gone. Now you just say, let's support the guys onto the final whistle. Mm-hmm. And in fairness to Ateta, second half, second half uh, team talk or whatever, the boys came out and it was a completely different game. Yes, we didn't score until the 70th minute. Yes, we needed a mistake. They also needed a mistake to, call, to score. I don't want to talk about the ref decisions because I do that every week and they'll say it's bias. Mm-hmm. Be, I just want to talk about the spirit in the team and how we were still able to come back. And we talk about it all the time. People that win the league, it's not always going to be easy 3-0, 5-0, 7-0, mm-hmm. week in, week out. You have to be able to grind out these kind of results away from home. Yeah. And I, I think that gets lost in the sauce because Chelsea has been so bad in recent times. But like at the start of the season, I, picked, I, I predicted they would do well. I, I rate Poch as a coach. I mean, we can go into that a little But I think... Overall, what I took away from this game, yeah, is that mm-hmm. Arteta has changed the spirit of the club. That's all I'll say on that, and that's my stance. Okay, let, let me ask it. you. Let me ask you one one follow up question, and then I'll bring other people into it. Um, real quick, yeah. Declan Rice is a guy I have supported. I'm happy he's doing well at Arsenal. Good move there. Um, you said Poch got his tactics right, which means. If I flip it on the other end, the part that he didn't say is that Arteta got his tactics wrong. I want you to talk a little bit more about that. Do you think that he got his tactics wrong? And if he did, what was wrong about his tactics? So I wouldn't say he got it wrong, right? But I guess maybe the way he had predicted they would set up or the approach to the game was different than what, you know, he had in mind. We have to I keep on going back to this. Their goals were, one, like uh, Raya's mistake that came in the second half. But in the first half, it was that penalty. It's a dubious penalty. We've seen all the pundits. We've seen the discourse around the penalty. We're still waiting on PGMOL. I heard that releasing a statement. I haven't seen it yet. I would like to see it. That being said, yes, they were set up correctly. But because of individual silly mistakes, I don't even want to call it mistakes because Saliba's on, you know, that's up for debate. I feel like there isn't much he can do in that position. 
but you know they've been given that penalty all year round they have to give it there so i wouldn't say it was you know the goals conceded were a result of the tactics i think the results the tactics stopped prevented arsenal from scoring or playing well in that first half they got that goals fair play to them but i don't think that arteta was so wrong in his tactics that he was at fault for the goals conceded if that Hmm. answers your question i have to to disagree man i have to to disagree because i think like that's the first time i i saw chelsea play so well like they kept the ball they moved the ball around they were dangerous they weren't playing from side to side it was mostly it to the manager yeah and they really played well so in your response that's exactly what i said no but you you you're saying that um what did you even say? You said something along the lines of um, it was mostly that they weren't indi- playing well. No, you were saying it was mostly like individual mistakes. That well, led- so I think he was you saying know, that led so to I the goals. Was, yeah, it was individual mistakes led to the goals. I think what George is talking about is outside of the mistakes, they you played about you guys. The goals, yeah, yeah, they played and dominated you guys. Like they really dominated you guys. If not for Sanchez's mistake, that gave you guys some type of like um. Lifeline. lifeline to you know fight back and we're get. in agreement yeah so if, if it wasn't for that i don't think arsenal arsenal would have finished the game like bro they had yeah. chances where they could have buried the game too yes. like, that game that game should have been 4-0 yeah chelsea like arsenal was shit arsenal like, didn't even get a shot on target in the first half yeah let's let's be let's be analytical kukurea handle saka that's talking about Saka too. Because Martinelli, he's injured and he's Martinelli, been injured and he's been playing through yeah, injury. One v one versus uh, what is his name? Gusto. Mm-hmm. I heard Gusto had a really good game. He shot him down. down. Now they are midfield. Now this is what uh, Pochettino did really well, right? Their lineup. He played three CMs, right? And you know what he did? He gave Palmer, Sterling, and Modric just three roll to just. Free roll, like it's just like a force nine, three, three attackers, just free roll. Y'all saw my boy Cole Palmer. <laughs> Cole Palmer. <laughs> you know, it's a Gaza fan. It's a vast cartel fan. Cole Palmer. Gaza youth. Gaza youth. Nah, Winfred's yeah, onto something. That was a great signing for Chelsea. Wait, wait, wait. We're saying that's a great signing already? No, no, oh, hang on. Okay, okay, maybe great. Well, it's, it's a really good sign. Yeah, it's great see. because of what he gives them and the timing of it because of their injuries. I think, and also, he's so young. That is a really, really good signing. All right, so one thing about Kopama is that he has a flair, he has a dribble, he has a pace, um, he has a work rate, and also he has something with, uh, about him that most people don't notice. He's very, very selfish. Very selfish. Who doesn't notice that? Typically, <laughs> no, no, no. He's very, very selfish in a good way because he hits uh, he hits the target. There are some players that are selfish that don't hit the target. Kopama hits the target. So if a player like that shoots three times, I bet you or one will be a goal or one will cause a fumble. Hmm. Like, he is very confident. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like no, very, I, I think I see a pattern. I think you like guys that are selfish. Because I'm thinking no, like, no, a no, lot no, of your no, players no, are no, selfish no, no. guys. I like, I, no, no, I like guys with a chip on their shoulder. Hmm. You know, Kopama's grandparents, uh, grandfather is black. Yeah, from St. Kitts, I believe. He's, yeah, from St. Kitts. Yeah, me yeah, and Delapo like, was talking about this. I like we feel people, like 
he may be adopted. I like people, <laughs> no, no. I like people with uh, a point to prove. That's like what I really like. Like mm. because like a guy like him looking white with a family like that, like you know. What is he trying to prove? Yo. You know Ross Barkley's Nigerian, right? Like it doesn't work out. Yes. Yeah, see, Ross Barkley actually see, looks mixed though. You can see, see it. Ross Barkley, right, was proving himself until he went and visited Lagos and he saw his real cousins. <laughs> they corrupted him. Yeah, that's you crazy. know? They corrupted him. Uh let me ask uh I'll ask Ernest, because Ernest I think has some experience with goalkeepers as you know. A Barcelona and Tottenham fan. I think you've seen like the you know the entire spectrum of good, good and bad goalkeepers. Yes, I don't know if that's what you're trying to. Yeah, yeah, no, don't worry. I'm that's what I'm getting to. I want to ask you about Raya for Arsenal because I've been seeing a lot of conversation online about whether he should be starting. Um, I don't know if you saw the game today, but a little bit shaky. It seems like he's been. Eh, I don't know. What, what's, what are your thoughts about um, him versus? Raya? I don't have a problem with Raya in isolation. I think he is a good. He's a good goalkeeper. Obviously, people like this whole good with the feet nonsense. I don't know where it came from. But I think outside of that, he had some really good stats last season. I think his save percentage for Brentford was really high. So he was he was doing well on both fronts. What I don't really understand is the whole good player in every position type thing. I know what you're trying mm-hmm. to do. Like, yeah, it's a big, um, big calendar. A lot of games is jam-packed. You want good players in every position, but let's let's face the fact: like goalkeepers, that does not necessarily apply all the time. So, can I speak so, to that point? To that let exact let me, let me point. So, I don't really get the whole need to replace him with a quality with like with like somebody who's going to be fighting with him for for a starting bet all the time. Mind you, the goalkeeper is not only just, okay, let me stand in there and block the shots. How the whole defense as a whole moves, how they communicate with each other, from set pieces to even positioning during when a player is on the wings, all of that is part of the goalkeeper's communication with his, with his players in front of him. So if you are now going to pick Ramsdale, who apparently has done nothing wrong, he was nominated for, I don't agree, but he was nominated for Ballon d'Or, Best goalkeeper in the world, <laughs> and now uh, you're just going to catch David Raya and tell him to yeah he, he's now the starter because I don't know he's good with ball distribution. It doesn't really add up to me, and like it just puts a lot of it just puts a lot of like limelight on the situation. You have this problem with it's also going on with Onana where like now instead of which just be there and make your saves, you basically have like a spotlight on you every time. Like now there's questions on you as if you're like a star striker. Who come from like every save you make is all is all scrutinized. So I just think in isolation, I don't have a problem with David Raya, but the whole decision to just get Ra- Ramsdale out of there or just have him benching these many games and not even be sure of where he stands right off the back of last season, I don't think it makes sense. And I think it's causing more problems or confusion than than is helping. Akri, go ahead, jump in there what problems and confusion have we seen? And and again, I don't understand this narrative. Now, let me rephrase the criticism of having two goalkeepers and we can see how ridiculous it is in real time. Because the argument here is people are upset because we have 
two quality goalkeepers. There has been no reports of any disdain, any mess up in the team chemistry, no issues whatsoever. And over this weekend, like, like God will just have it, we saw the perfect reason of why you need a quality backup goalkeeper. Ramsdale just had a baby. He's not available for the match. If we did not have Raya, who, who's in goal there? Hein? For a derby? In Stamford Bridge? What are we talking That's about here? Good. The criticism and everybody keeps on running with is, ooh, you can't too have co- competing. It, no, 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 no. If it is not affecting the team chemistry, what is the issue? From a footballing perspective, you people keep on saying, oh, oh, he doesn't know where he stands. He don't. Did he tell you he doesn't know where he stands? He has come out and said he's willing to fight for his place. Everybody is saying the mentality is the same. We have depth in all these positions. God forbid Raya falls sick. God forbid Raya breaks his hand. That is why we have the depth. Until it starts affecting team chemistry and how we operate as a team and the team dynamic. What are we arguing here? Nobody else does it. So what? Who cares? We're running our own race. There is not one statistical thing you can point to to show me why the, how this has been detrimental to the team. The, the fact shows that it has only been good for the team. Literally. There has not, like, one, one pundit said it, and now everybody is running with it. That's the narrative. Oh, it's oh, bad so, for the team. So, so this how? is not based off of, like, hearing a pundit. This is all... I understand. No, no. So, sorry, I'm not so, saying you, so, Ernest. I'm just speaking generally so to a lot of people. The whole point is this the, whole the, thing about all the attention being on a keeper and a saves. Mind you, if Ramsdale makes that mistake that I guess Raya did for Modric's cross, or even today, there was like a lot of attention on him. I, I think there was a save that he made. Like, he punched yeah. one ball and he almost punched it into the net. And the whole... And, he was and like, commentary is like, commentary like, still on like, okay... Yeah, and Raya is Raya is here, shaky start, a lot of questions about Ramsdale. As to as and if it's actually affecting him and is actually putting numbers on the changing numbers on the table, that one you can only speculate. But now it's just created it's just created like I don't want to say content, like there's a spotlight on him. And I don't think it was necessary to have that. And I don't even think you so, I don't even think that is something that you that, that keepers normally have. That's why I compared it to and that's again. why I compared it to Anana. Like, you're supposed to come in and save. You're supposed to just come in and make saves. And then just... Uh, okay, you make so, mistakes, fine. But now you have a problem where, like, okay... You're being, no, I'm sorry, Ernest. I have to being, jump in. You've already answered the question yourself. Like, with your own example, with Onana, you answered the question, right? Because Onana is a goalkeeper. He, there's nobody there at his back. And he's receiving the criticism. He's receiving the spotlight. All the things you highlighted about Raya. We were saying the same things about Ramsdale last last year. We were saying the exact same things. Ramsdale received the same criticism. Yeah. No, Dolapa, I see you shaking your head. But there were games where Ramsdale made silly Ramsdale mistakes. Ramsdale was nominated 110%. He, he absolutely did. But I'm telling you as an Arsenal fan, I still remember those times where he received the criticism. I was there. I was there. Ramsdale, multiple times last season, received the same criticism Onana is receiving now. Onana does not have a backup behind him. He's still receiving wait, wait, that criticism. Like, you, you, we keep, no, wait, no, let me, let me finish the point. 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 Okay, wait, wait, guys, 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 wait. Ernest, this is what we're going to do. We're going to let Acri finish this point. Then we're going to move off of Arsenal. Um, we might come back to this if we have more time at the end of the episode, maybe. 
But I think for the listeners and for other topics, um, let's let's wrap up this point real quick. Agri, I'll let you finish since you're an Arsenal fan. Let, let me just wrap it up here. And, and I think uh, uh, Ernest is completely right. And Onana is the perfect example. He's come in there, spotlight is on him. Because of the nature of the position and furthermore, because of how Arsenal play and they want to build up from the back, the, the mistakes are um, accentuated and there's always that spotlight. I promise you Ramsdale had this same criticism. There, were talk, there was talk about the, uh, the uh, uneasiness whenever he has the ball at his feet and he's passing out. The same criticism Raya is receiving now, Ramsdale has already received it. Same thing Onana is receiving. It's the nature of the position. This is not a, 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 an example of, oh, having two goalkeepers is bad. It's just the nature of the position. It's more speaking to the criticism goalkeepers receive than the fact that having two goalkeepers is an issue. That's it. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there. Listen, this is a long conversation. I feel like there are a lot of points. I have points I want to bring up, but I don't want to derail this episode. So we're going to move on to the next game. Um, Good luck to Chelsea and Arsenal. We'll come back to them. Don't worry. Um, The second game I thought that was of really importance or big importance this past weekend was Manchester City versus Brighton. Um, some people have Brian finish in top four this season, so this was a big game to see if they could do it. Um, City won the game 2-1. It was an interesting game. So, Jordan, I'm going to ask you to come in here. Tell us what happened, City versus Brian. Any big takeaways from that game? I mean, the biggest takeaway from that game has been the same takeaway that I've been trying to hammer home since KDB got injured, right? So, I don't know if you guys will remember, but... What happened was uh, Rodri got a red card against, I think it was what? Was it Wolves? No, it was uh, Everton, right? It was one of those games. I can't, I don't know, I can't remember the team, but he got, he a, got red a red card, card and yeah. got suspended for three games. Of the three games that he got suspended for, Man City went ahead and lost all three games. He came back, he was available for the Brighton game, and you guys could tell how, I mean, Man City pretty much controlled the game, that game, the whole time until I would say Brighton scored. They were fluid with the ball. They were like sound defensively. Bernardo Silva was able to like move around the field and do his stand. Um, so if you're asking me who's the most important player or who makes this Man City team tick, I'll tell you it's Rodri and he needs to be present every single time because his replacement, which is Calvin Phillips, has not lived up to expectations. So wow. one player that Pep needs to protect, or maybe as a position where he needs to like actually um, have depth, which he currently doesn't have depth in a sense, is the DM position, the position that Rodri plays. So he needs to actually have depth in that position, and that is the key to him. I don't think he's gonna win the treble. I think he's gonna win the league. I don't know if he's gonna win the Champions League, but I think he's definitely gonna win the league, and maybe that might be the only trophy he might win this season. But um, yeah, he needs he needs uh Rodri to be fit. That's all, and then everything else will, will will be fine. Let's 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 just say that everything else. Okay, Ruke, I want you to kind of jump in here. Been kind of quiet. Um, talk about Rodri's importance to City because um, like George said, when he was out, they lost the three games that he didn't play. I think it's like two league games and a a, cup. a cup game. Yeah. Um, how important is Rodri to them? And do you agree that? It's basically Rodri. Like, Rodri's the most important player for City. 100%. Um, I, I do agree with George when it comes to that point. Um, you 
uh, what was the game? What was the game that they lost right before international break? Arsenal. It was Arsenal. Right. Oh my God. Um, the midfield just looked so confused, so disjointed. Um, it just, it, they didn't look like City. Um, so for me, that losing Rodri was definitely just, it was a glaring miss when it came to City's midfield, which we know is what makes them tick. This is how City has played for so long prior to Holland coming in. Holland, you know, also um, <laughs> has gotten off to a slow start as per Holland standards. Let's make that clear. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, for normal people's standards. But um, yeah, the City team just looked confused without Rodri. I did not watch the game versus Brighton. Um, I feel like there was another game on that I was, I don't know. It, it, it's irrelevant. But um, in the past, we have seen that City can carry on without KDB. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw that, you know, with Gundogan. We've seen that with Bernardo Silva. So ultimately for me, um, with KDB's injury at the beginning of the season, I was concerned because Gundogan is no longer there, obviously. And I feel like he was such a core part of uh, Pep City. But, you know, the the team was still carrying on and still managing to win because that's who they are. But when you take away Rodri, who's such an integral part of that midfield, it made sense why they seem so lost on the field. Um, I'm not going to blame Calvin Phillips because I don't even – like how many games did he even play? Maybe he started one while mm-hmm. Roger I think it's was even out? like it's probably even more important to look at how many minutes he played. I feel like the guy the, right, that's he what might I'm not saying. have like, played two hundred minutes. Like Yeah. Like, so for me, not, like I'm not like, even going to put that on Calvin Phillips. I just think that honestly that move never really made sense to me from the very beginning. He just didn't really seem like a pep player, personally speaking. Um, so, sorry, what was that? Delapa? So you're not remembering how good Calvin Phillips was at Leeds. He was pretty good. Like, no. But that's, I'm not, but my statement is not taking away from Calvin you're Phillips as stop. a player. I'm more I'm sure saying, Calvin Phillips remembers how good he was yo, at Leeds. Okay, so, okay, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, so let's not. Yeah. But was, I feel like there's Rafinha. some people. It was I'm Rafinha not, all along. It was Rafinha, Rafinha was not playing midfield for the record. Guys, I also no, no, feel no, like no. I feel like some people would guys, say that Rodri was not a pep player Calvin. before he got to City. No, that's a lie. I mean, that's yeah. a lie. I mean, no, that's a lie. The reason why that's a lie is because Barcelona wanted to sign him to replace Busquets. That's how much I know that's a lie. Again, for me, this like my statement about Calvin Phillips isn't a dig on Calvin Phillips. It's just there are some players that the the sensible place Calvin Phillips should have went to was Liverpool. Yes, like, that I that see. That would make more sense. Like that I see. Um, like Henderson's replacement, like yeah. the way he plays, the way he likes to go back and forth. Like he likes to me, play like a. And for me, that's how, for, for me, the way that I also judge these things when it comes to City and Pep is just for these players, when you have, you know, whether it's injuries or cards like we do with Rodri, is Pep playing these players? If he's not, then I'm sorry, 
you're not really, he doesn't rate you like that. You're not gonna, you know, or at least he doesn't, he doesn't see you as a part of his plans for his team. And again, that is not a, that's not me disrespecting these players. It's just Pep is very specific and regimented in what he wants and how he wants it produced. Look at Gabriel Jesus. There, when Aguero was injured and people were saying, hey, City doesn't have a striker. They did. They had Gabriel Jesus. Pep just wasn't playing him or wasn't playing him only as a striker. Guy, only guy to box Jesus right here. Okay. All right. like, so, like, yeah. so like I said, it's not a Calvin right. Phillips thing. It's a does this player fit into Pep's plans? So, um, yeah. Long story short, do I agree with George when it comes to the whole whole Rodri thing? 100%. I definitely think that they need to look into the market to find a player that, you know, can slot in should Rodri get injured or get another card. Um, But... uh, yeah, with KDB, I mean, the injuries have been piling up over the past couple of seasons with him as well, and they've always figured it out when he's out of the team. So it's not like it, it, it was more so for me at the beginning of the season, it caused for concern because you're navigating without Gundo. It is, you know, it is a team in transition. It is a team that just won the treble. So sometimes it can be hard to, you know, continue that motivation when you've reached such a high the season before, especially while the team is transitioning. But yeah, um, they're back to winning. We'll see what happens uh, tomorrow and uh, this weekend with the with the derby. Which I mean, probably already know what's going to happen. But okay, that's no, neither no, here nor there. We'll, we'll get to it. Don't don't jump the you know. Let's, let's wait, wait City's playing United this weekend. Wow, yes. welcome to Earth. Yes. That's how, that, that tells you how much I'm not actually not even tracking the, the games. We, we we hear you. We hear you. Winfred, I have a quick question for you. As our, you know, I don't know if you're our number one scout, but, you know, you, you consider yourself a top scout. A player that has I, been confusing I some... I consider myself. Yeah, you, yes, you don't consider yes, yourself a top yes. scout? You see, <laughs> I, I consider myself as a top scout, but I think at this point I've proven myself for you to know that for yourself. <laughs> Okay, don't worry. I I believe you. You're a scout. Um, I want to ask you about Rico Lewis because some people out there, not me, some people out there are very conflicted <laughs> about what he is as a player. Like, do you rate Rico Lewis? Man, so I like I like certain aspects of him. Um, he seems to have like a very basic. Uh, like a very good understanding of uh, ball, like uh, mm, football players, sense. Football sense, like. But it's just that I've not seen enough to like really be like, okay, this guy is like a very good defender, or this guy is like a top CM, right? Right now, I basically what I see him is just like uh, basically like a a fix, uh, like a, a a fix, like yeah. you know. Like somebody you bring to niche a plant, like. But I've not really seen how how big of an impact like he would have in terms of his on a regular basis. Yeah, because like when I watch him, it's like they've told him specifically what to do, right? And he does it 
exactly that, right? And to me, like, you are not, you are not showing me what I need to see to to rate you. Like, uh, mm. like okay, because it's like I can see tactically this is what they've told you, and tactically this is what you are, you are doing, and you're doing it right, you know. And that I can't fault you for that. That means you're you're following instructions. You 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 can obey order. Mm. But when your coach allows you to go out there, like Poch did for Cole Palmer this past weekend, <laughs> and you go out there and you express yourself, you know, with no with no like limitations, mm. then I'll be like, okay. So right now, like I like I've I need to see him and like uh, be played in uh, in such a way that it's not like you're 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 there to specifically do this three things or this four things like okay you know. okay but Fair maybe enough. maybe it's part of the progression like you know you have to play this specific roles and then you know you build trust and then you can work your way but yeah, I, I don't seen th- enough yet yeah I don't think with Pep you have the freedom to go out there and do as you please I don't think players get that and. You can you can get that from like you know the likes of uh, Jesus and Sterling when the season they left Man City they came out talking about I am enjoying my football again. I look at them. Do you understand? <laughs> the thing is, Pep puts what? you in. The, I mean, bro, the, when they when Jesus went to Arsenal and Sterling, they were all like, and he scored all the I Champions League goals please, for Arsenal. And he has why am I, why are you, why are you, you interrupted? Please let me talk. <laughs> but yeah. They said they were enjoying their football again, and we saw, we saw, we saw like the numbers they put up last season and like what they're doing right now. Like you know, now Sterling is fighting with Cole Palmer over 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 a PK. Like yeah, do you understand? But my yeah. thing is, Pep puts in a Pep is the kind of manager that knows your abilities. He knows your mm. capabilities and where you lack. Mm. So he's like, okay, let me put you in this position so that you do exactly what I told you to do, and then that will maximize you know your potential like that i'm gonna get the best out of you with those set of instructions and i think that's what he's doing with rico lewis because we i I watch him sometimes i'm like yeah i don't there's nothing special about this kid right but like winford said he's going out there he's doing exactly what he's told to do because like you said you don't see anything special about him but he's getting the job done you understand because he's doing exactly what pep wants him to do and that's that's what sometimes that's the player that's what you need you just need someone to guide you on what you need to be doing. so Yeah, who better than Pep, right? Exactly. Um, real quick, we're going to switch gears. We're done with those games. I have a couple of random yeah. questions I talk about that Doku. I want to ask. But you want to talk about Doku? Yeah, yeah don't worry. We'll talk about United yeah. versus City. You can talk about Doku then. Tell us what you Bri- think about Brian, it. Brian said uh, Grealish will be sold soon because <laughs> the number of dribbles Doku is putting out is just a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's yeah. Like, I, I think that let let's not talk about that now. Let's let's wait. Let's wait. Um, keeping us on schedule because we're recording this episode in the time that I stated before the episode, right? Um, oh, Ernest, so, I have a question for you. So the last one, man, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Ernest, I have a question yeah. for you. Um, it's about your team, your your EPL team, Tottenham, which you know weren't really planning to talk that much about them, even though they've been playing really lovely football. Yeah. They're a joy to yeah. watch. They're the team I enjoy watching the most now in EPL for the moment. So kudos to, you know, Postokoglu. Everybody knows how to say his name now. I mean, it's crazy how, like, a few weeks changes everything. Um, 
According to Rookie, Tottenham is going to finish in the top three this season. What do you say? I would refer back to my, um, what's it called? Top 10 predictions. And I actually had them. So you're feeling good. You're feeling good about third place for Tottenham. Like, do you want to, you know, are you feeling maybe second first? Like, yeah, I put them at, I put them, I think my four was. You put them my, as third. My, yeah, my list don't, was don't Arsenal fourth, Spurs third, Liverpool second, City first. I yeah. think it's I think it's still still following that trend. Liverpool have looked more recently. I've seen a few more chinks in their armor. Really good. They may get a bit more tired as the season goes on. Spurs, as I think, Wallace made the comment. Spurs didn't have UCL this weekend, and they mm-hmm. rested Son and Madison when they saw the game was won. So I think and Postecoglou is going to try as much as possible to take advantage of. Of that, I think they're already out of the Carabao Cup, which is a pretty tight schedule. So those are the things they have going for them. But right now, I still put Liverpool just ahead of them. But maybe they may move up to second. But I don't want to get too carried away. Okay. Like and one of the other North London clubs, I think I'll just. <laughs> you know, they are playing really good football. And it's good to see for a change. And then yeah, top three, I think. Okay, and then what do you think about like I noticed this this weekend they played Son as a striker with Richarlison <laughs> playing on the wing. Do you think that's a long term? I had been begging for this, Popo. I'd been begging for Son to play as a striker. His so here's the thing, right? If you want to stick with Postecoglou's plan, which is working, uh, pick it mm-hmm. over Conte's system any day of my life. But mm-hmm. there's rules to it, and Postecoglou just likes his wingers to have that is just what he does. So previously, we've seen Song as a left wing before, but it was more as a pseudo nine. He would be left wing when it's when there's space and he would drift in for the counters and all that. And Apostol if you're playing on the wing, you're going to be hugging the touchline. So that was just forget how good Son may be as a nine, as a pro, as like benefits of playing him as a nine, but just the cons of having Son as a far wide winger. Was you are just wasting the talent over there. So, yeah, Son has to be a nine in this system. There's no two ways about it. There's nowhere else for him to play. He can't be a cam. There's Madison there. He can't be hugging the touchline and be crossing. It's a waste of his talent. So we'll put him at nine. Richarlison, I'm not convinced to him as a winger yet. I think he adds something more. He adds some extra threats to have as a striker in that wing position. But I still think Solomon or even when, they, when January comes around, a more natural winger would would do, but for now, as long as as long as Son is not the wing, I'm happy. It makes it makes it makes a lot of sense to have him finishing. You saw the finish against okay. Fulham. Yeah, that was a good finish. A very good finish. I mean, that's what Son. Charleston right? won't do that. Um, okay, Charleston no. won't do that. Rookie, next one is for you. It's about the other team in London, Chelsea. Um, we have to talk about Chelsea just a little bit. Um, Vic is not here. Hi, Vic. We miss you. Um, according to Acqui, this is I didn't come up with these things, so don't like look at me. But Acqui said that Chelsea would finish fifth this season. Um, mm. Rookie, I want to you know tell us what you think about that. Do you think that's realistic? Are they going to fight back and you know show us what they got? <sighs> I'm going to refer to my top ten prediction. <laughs> okay. So you had them at seventh, and you think that's still better than fifth? Yes. 
Okay, okay. Say less. Say less. I thought you guys were going to give me more, but it's okay. You don't want to talk about that. It's okay. Oh, no, George, it's not that I don't want to talk about it. It's just I stand by my prediction. You stand by, okay, fair enough. You know, mm-hmm. a woman of her word. George, yes. I would like to get your top 10 because you were not here when we did this. Rapid fire. Give us your top 10, starting from 10. Are you ready? Can you do it? Yeah, so here's the thing, man. I already wrote down this top 10 before the season even started. We obviously are not going to believe that, but go ahead. All right, whatever. I don't, you can't prove that. I'm just telling you what I did. This is the same way you can't prove it. <laughs> I can't prove it. Like, it's in my notes. It's dated. And I can take a screenshot right now and send it to you the last time it was edited. Give us number 10, please. But anyways, since, like, I'm usually right about this stuff, I think I a lot of the times I give the most accurate top 10 predictions. Oh, Lord. I will put Westham as number 10. <laughs> I, mind you, I already wrote this thing down before, like you know, game week. Well, what game week are we at? Nine. I already wrote this thing down before the season the season even started. So okay. I'm putting Brighton as number nine. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Continue. Now Aston Villa is gonna be eight. <laughs> you wrote this down. Before I wrote this down before the season started. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Seven. And then seventh, I'm going to put Chelsea. Seventh. Okay. And then, here's where it gets funny. Right? So, I know last season I told you guys, on the final day, it will be decided who is going to finish top four. All right? That's, that's that's, 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 That's what I saw. All right? But, like, I didn't see the date. I didn't see the timeline. You know, I saw that, okay, on the final day, something was going to happen, but I wasn't sure. Was it last season, the season before that, this season, next season? I don't know. But I think I've seen it again. On the final day, a lot is going to happen. So between these three or between these four teams, actually three teams, right? Arsenal, Newcastle, and Manchester United. One of them... It's going to finish fourth. One of them is going to finish fifth. And then one of them is going to finish sixth. But all this will be decided on the final day. Okay. So, right now, I have United finishing sixth. Mm-hmm. Wait. Yeah, United finishing sixth. You can't read your notes or what? No, no, I'm looking at it. Okay. Arsenal... It's going to finish fifth. <laughs> okay. Newcastle is going to finish fourth. Mind you, I said on the final day, it will be we, decided. On the final day. We got it. So United could finish fourth. Newcastle could finish fourth. No, you I don't guess. get to do that for sure. I'm just but saying. On the final day, this will be, will be decided. So that's, that's like, yeah. And then, um, so yeah, Newcastle finishes fourth. And then for third, I have Spurs. I have Spurs finishing third. Okay. And then Liverpool is going to be second. And then, bro, I can tell you who's going to win the league this season, next season, <laughs> after that. As long as Pep is in the league, I can tell you who is winning the league. No matter the gimmicks that this English media is going to push, no matter the agenda these people are going to push, no matter the headlines they're going to write, no matter what... We all know who is going to win the league. There's no 
Like, this people will create a storyline. They will try and create a storyline. Make it seem like it's close, but it's not close. It can go down to the final day, but even on the final day, if they like, make them, they can extend it for another season. I will tell you who will win the league for that season. There's no way. Like, bro, you know how the Liverpool game, the Liverpool Manchester City, um, uh, what was it? The season where it went to the final day and almost City almost bottled it, and then people were going mm-hmm. on and off. Yeah, you see how they, it was like Man City on top. And then Liverpool was behind. So if Liverpool plays first, Liverpool goes on top, but then City has a game in hand, that kind of thing, right? Bro, they could have done that for like 10 years, right? They could have just been playing games like that, back and back, back to back, back to back, back to back for 10 years. And City will still have won the league. It would have been like that, you know? So that's what I'm trying to tell you guys. What I'm trying to tell you guys is, no matter the storyline that these people write, Man City Mm. is still winning the league. Even if Arsenal feels like, yo, we have a chance on the final day, Man City is losing 5-0 with five minutes left. I am telling you, Man City will still win the league. There's nothing this people can do to convince us that another team is going to win the league. Do you understand? So we are tired. We are tired. I'm, I'm voice. I'm, I'm venting because I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired. Mm. We are tired of this. We know who's going to win the league. Please. Okay. Th- thank you very much. With, very without KDB. All this nonsense is about right? without KDB. With Man City will struggle. What? What? Okay, okay. Say less. Winfred, we're ready for your top 10. Give us your 10. Oh, Start from 10. 10. Oh, okay. Oh, start from 10. Okay, I need to look at the league table. Hold on, give me a quick second. I, was, I know I was supposed to write it down, my bad. I mean, like... Give, give me time now. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, so, 10th, I'll put... Crystal Palace. Okay. Um, ninth. I'll put Fulham. <laughs> okay. Eight. Okay. Eight. <laughs> He's gonna come back and try and edit him. I'll put West Ham. Okay. Seventh, Brighton. Okay. Sixth, Aston Villa. Okay. Fifth. I'm 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 at fifth now, huh? You're five now. Fifth. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's just put my city number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. City one. <laughs> so now we're left with two, three, four. Five and you're gonna have a problem because you've definitely forgotten one team. Like (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I should have wrote this down. I should have thought this too. Bear with me, bear with me. So I'm I'm putting Liverpool at second. Okay. Okay. I'm putting Spurs at third. Okay. I'm putting Arsenal at fourth. Okay. United at fifth. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah, just for from the top, I should have started from the top. It'll be easier. <laughs> just for it confirmation, let me give you a chance because I don't know if you did this on purpose or not. Um, you don't have Chelsea in the top ten. Oh, okay. Is that on purpose or is that a mistake? 
Uh-uh. You asked me to my <laughs> Yo, I just want confirmation. I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, that, that was a mistake. That was a total mistake. Oh, okay. Let's okay. have to do Let's have to do swamp for Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. That was the algorithm was awesome, <laughs> Listen, we're we're here to help you out. So you have right, to so let me finish start. Let me start from the start. Okay. City number one. Yes. We we kind of knew that. Mm-hmm. Liverpool two, uh, uh, Spurs third. Um, wait. Arsenal fourth. Yeah. Arsenal fourth. Um, United fifth. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what about Newcastle? Oh, oh they they'll be fifth. Huh? Yeah, they'll be fifth. <laughs> and then um. No, but you didn't have. To, oh my God! You had Aston Villa at six after United. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After Villa, after United, Newcastle seventh. Right. <laughs> okay, so then you want Brighton to be eight? Yeah, Brighton eight. Okay. Then you want West Ham to be ninth? West Ham. Yeah, they're not starting kudos, but I think you'll start the next next game. Yeah, put them at ninth. They'll win uh they'll <laughs> they'll go far in Europa though. Okay. And then you want Chelsea to be tenth? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I mean, this is like the. I have no confidence in what you're saying. Look, I have confidence in the first four, and especially number one. <laughs> so I, I, the other ones, I don't know what is. You know, okay, okay, fair enough. Um, what else do I have for you guys? Oh, Winfred, I have. No, no, let's let Winfred rest a little bit. Winfred, rest a little bit. Rookie, I do want to ask you about United before. You yeah, know, this episode is not a big United episode or whatever, you know. Not really much That's going fine. on there. Kind of boring, right? Um, But I do yeah. want to ask about your manager because yeah. some people out there are saying Manchester United is not playing football. Um, <laughs> bro, the level, you don't want to say I, that, bro. I like, to, I like to listen. I like to voice what the people Ew. are thinking and saying, and I like to ask the questions early. You know how I do. So I want to ask you, no, Ten Hag, Ten Hag, in or out? Wow, <laughs> this is the Lapo's question, bro. Don't even lie to me. I don't like, like, yo, the Lapo. I feel like you're trying to catch me out here, bro. I just want to know how you feel about him. Like, I feel like it's been a season plus. I don't know mm-hmm. how you feel. Is he in or out for you right now? I feel like he's still in. It's been a season. Okay. Um, you know, uh, it's been a season. He exceeded expectations last season. Although this season has been a very rocky start. Don't get me wrong. Um, am I happy with the way the team is a playing or the results? No. However, um, you, I'm not gonna say Ten Hag out based off of you know two months of uh, poor results, especially considering there's been a lot of drama with the team, you know, um, from departures to players not scandals. Sorry, what was that? The players not saying sorry and all that stuff. Well, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, there, it's just been one thing after another um, since the end of the season, honestly. Um, and then on top of that, injuries have just been stacked. Um, so for me, I am not Ten Hag out 
yet. Um, I think people who are need to calm the fuck down. Mm. Um, because at the end of the day, I what he achieved last season was definitely not something that I expected. Um, and at the end of the day, United has been a mess for a decade. Um, I understand that uh, with the stature of the club and the money spent, people expect better results or a quick fix. Um, But I also think that people's expectations are a little bit um, out of hand if you're being realistic about where the club has been since 2013. So for people who are Ten Hag out, you can Ten Hag out all you want. I don't know who's coming in and fixing this mess right away and taking United back to where it was in 2006. Those people need to wake up and, you know, face reality. So like I said, I'm not happy with the way the team is performing right now. I don't like the way the team is playing. Um, it's honestly, Saturday I fell asleep in the second half. I saw bad we were playing. I didn't That's even know we right. won. I woke up and we'd won. Um, <laughs> the match before that I didn't even watch. So, yeah, obviously um, the team is not performing well. Obviously questions are being asked. It's natural. But I do think that people who are ten hard out are being very premature when it comes to that. Hmm. That's where I stand. Okay, okay. Fair yeah. enough. To add to was... Ricky's point, what I was trying to add is, man, I feel like the only thing I, I, I want to say about Ten Hag that I've noticed is his transfer policies. And you can't really blame him because it seems like he's not getting help. That's what, to me, that's what it looks like. It looks like, you know, he, like, you know, he's the one doing the scouting and he's deciding mm-hmm. who to sign. He's not really getting help from, like, any technical director or, like, you know, head of transfer. There is no, right, because they don't exist. Yeah, so it seems like... That's what I'm saying. Like, well, people who are... Sorry, George. It's just, you know, people who are expecting so much are just, are like, where where have you been? Like, this is the reality of the club. To, to add to your point, George, with the Anthony signing, could have gotten him for half the price. They didn't go for it. So towards the end of the window, you went and spent 95 million euros on Anthony. Yeah. So I think... At when he was worth less, when, when he was on the market for less than 50 million, like a month and a half prior. Just incompetence all around. Like yeah. So I think yeah, I think I think that's where that's where it is. So it's, it looks like yeah, he's spending a lot of money, which hey, you are spending a lot of money and you do have to get results. But like also I'm like, man, this it doesn't seem like there's help coming from anywhere. And mm-hmm. you're not really helping him. So it's like for example, Pep's situation, you know, he was he almost signed Paqueta for like 90 million or something like that. 
And then they found out that, oh, yo, you have some stuff going on with, you know, allegations and whatnot, some betting allegations. And the Man City just pulled out. And you, you can, there's like there's a pattern with that. Like, you know, he, he goes in for a player, and if they quote the player for a little too much, he just pulls out and then goes to, like, you know, his next option. It's like they have a list of players they just go for. Like, Kukurella was one of them. That transfer, that didn't happen. That's why Kudos is suffering right now. <laughs> Kukurella, if you guys remember. Yeah. They just... Wait, Pep can wanted I... Him at, Pep wanted him at City. Mm-hmm. Brighton, Brighton's asking price was too high, and City said, fuck yeah, you. We just, they just pulled out. So I think, you know, with that, you could clearly see that there's a transfer policy. Like, there's people working in the background. They're organized. There's a list oh, of players that they want. Oh, okay. Right. So you- can I just jump in here because the original question was about Ten Hag, and then it somehow was. we started talking about transfer <laughs> policy, and you know, just to back to the original question though, um, I don't think the transfer policy this season was the same transfer policy as it was last season, and last season they were performing considerably better. So I don't think we can point to the transfer policy as why they're not performing well this season. They needed a striker. They got a striker. They got a striker. You say, okay, he's not a a, a top. And he does look good. And that's the funny thing. He's been one of the brighter spots. So where they needed to retool, they have retooled. But the team as a whole has, I think at this point, we're nine games in. Um, I don't know if that's a quarter yet. I can't do the maths. (laughs) We're nine games in. But yeah, we're nine games in. But so far, we can say that these nine games, the team has regressed. As a whole, they're doing poorly. Okay. We cannot point to the transfer policy. Let me give some context. At what point this season has and the starting backline like started at all? Yeah. It's had like five players We've had like 12 players injured at any given point. By week five. So not, weeks not even one by through week five. By week two. By we we didn't start like every the season with like, we didn't start the season with our full squad. So let Perfect. me ask let me ask this question, right? At no right? point this season has he had his starting players start together. Rookie, let me ask this question. So you make a valid point, right? Injuries. Every team has injuries. Me and George have all these side conversations. I try to teach him about injuries. He doesn't listen to me. All teams get injuries. It happens. It's just normal. Yes, get injuries. Let me let me hold on, hold on, hold on. Un momento, un momento, mamacita. And I don't. The reason I'm the reason I'm pausing you right there is yes. because a this we see injuries. We've seen teams lose one of their starting <laughs> eleven mm-hmm. and complain and cry about it. He's talking about the loss of title because of a defender, but yeah, continue. Not even that. Remember the season that uh, Liverpool first lost Van Dyke, Van Dyke yeah. and everything went to shit before they started getting more injuries. Just Van Dyke alone. Oh my God. It's because we don't have Van Dyke. Van Dyke, Van Dyke. As if Van Dyke was the one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that was really good though. <laughs> like it started there and then everything. Oh, well. No, now he's now he's playing Henderson at center back. They had center backs that they could play, but they were playing Jordan Henderson at center back. So for me, Delapo, the starting back line has not played together one game this mm. season. Couple that with a brand new keeper who plays a completely different style to what this team is used to. Mm. 
Midfield has been all over the place. Mm. Same with that, injuries. Coupled that with a midfield that nobody can uh, come deep and um, take the ball and progress. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> And then on and the only functioning forward who played last season is Marcus Rashford, who started the season terribly. Because I'm not going to – Hoyland has looked – watching Hoyland at Old Trafford, um, that was three weeks ago now, watching him in person Flex. is so different to even watching him – on television, the kid is fucking phenomenal. Wow, like, just already. His, mo- no, his, movement. What, his movement. His movement. Okay. His movement. Like watching the the kid has so much promise, and I just hope to God hmm. this godforsaken club does not ruin that kid's career. Amen. Because he's if, good. If he Rashford is good. looked up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but my point. Things. My point is in that forward line. Rashford is the only one from last season. You, and Anthony is the still fidget, there. The huh? fidget spinner, okay, with his allegations, there was all that. Sancho refuses to apologize. Sancho needs to take a page. I never thought I'd be the one to say this. Sancho needs to take a page out of Harry Maguire's book. Shut the fuck up and just go train. Hmm. Prove your point on the pitch. Like, I'm so tired of this shit. I'm so tired of this shit. I'm so tired of players thinking they're so goddamn important. Mm. That's how Rush. That's how. That's how Rashford feels right now. But you let me not start with that guy. <laughs> the guy thinks he's like the star player. He thinks he's the guy. He thinks. He's but, the guy. Okay, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? How do we start talking about Rashford? I don't understand. I asked him about Ten Hag, and they want to give me every. Every excuse except for Ten Hag. It's himself. not an excuse. It's not an excuse, though. It's not an like, excuse. We just get. We just gave. We just gave you a list of all of the injuries since the mm. beginning of the season. So I don't really know what you guys expect. We, look at the bench. Who do you want him to play from the bench? I guess my, my only point that United I'll make... doesn't have the depth. My, my only point I would make is when I look at your starting lineups and I see the teams you're playing against, I don't see any reason you should be struggling. Like, listen, there's one thing if you try to play football and, like, your talent is just up to par. You have enough talent to win these games. You don't play football. Like, I keep saying it. I don't see football but happening. If the, play, if the players that oh, are available man. do not complement each other, like I don't understand. I don't, I don't, so yeah, I don't think what you you there. understand. It's not that easy. Oh, okay, because you are better or you have better talent than a team that is like maybe in fifteenth position. That means you should play better than them. No, because especially, especially when they already yeah. have because so much pressure, and then there's all of this extra shit outside of what's just going on on the pitch to deal with hmm. it's always not as straightforward as okay we have you know you have better players so like the other team doesn't have no the other team they have a system they know what they are there to do right. you understand hmm. so you your whatever like game plan your coach gives you to go implement on the field that is what you're going to do and if you guys don't understand or you guys have still not bought into that game plan it looks bad on him as well or you just don't have the ability yeah, that too. to produce what the manager wants with the other players that are on the pitch with you. Yeah, That matters. That's what, that's what I'm saying. The only thing is the transfer policies. Because I'm like, yeah, they, it looks like they give him a budget of the of a, a certain amount of money that he needs to. Um, he needs to spend for like a particular transfer period. 
but the thing is, it almost it looks like yo, you're spending all the money on like two or three players, bro. Like mm-hmm. Anthony mm-hmm. signing. Hoisland, I don't think mm-hmm. the guys but whatever. I mean, no matter how good that he is, month, I don't think that month, that Mason month, Mount. Mason Mount. Mount. Like, you know, so, that I was saying I was saying I was saying that we should sign the German guy that came on what's his name? Oh so uh, Sabitzer. I was saying let's sign Sabitzer for eighteen million. We've seen the guy play for six months. We've seen how good he is when he goes for it. It's it will be a better signing than Mason Mount. I'm telling you, that guy would have been better, a better signing than Mason Mount. I don't know what Mason Mount does. Mason Mount only press. So he I feel doesn't like have an eye for a phenomenal pass. They don't play the same role either. They don't play the same role, but if if like you're looking for a midfielder that would make things tick, Sabitzer would have been better like than you buy Mount. Yeah, like, no, I I definitely agree. For me, I never understood the Mount signing. I didn't feel like it was a priority. I felt like we like needed a different profile midfielders yeah, like than Mason. You just need a body, an extra body that can do like a makeshift CM when you need to, a come when you need to. Like you know, somebody mm-hmm. that you know can just get around the midfield. Like you know, get you get just described Mason Mount <laughs> literally. But it's okay, guys. You know what I realized. You can't judge Mason Mount yet because he's not even playing with the real starting eleven yet. So let's give him some time. That's new team, new the everything. Yeah, and he, he was out injured in as well. The real starting eleven, Mason Mount, should not be in it. Where is he going to play? We'll see. We'll see what happens. McTominay is playing right now. Mason Mount can, in theory, play where McTominay is playing. But let's let's move on. This was actually longer than I expected. United was not supposed to take up this much time. I have one oh, last okay. random question. question. Anyway. Yeah, one one last random question. Aqui, this is for you because the people haven't heard enough of your voice, I think. That's what they're telling me. Um, there are some people that really rate a certain striker by the name of Ollie Watkins. Um, FPL purposes, you know, if you guys want points, go and get Watkins. Apparently, he scores some goals. People. Some people. Some Ollie people. Watkins. Some people think he's really good. Um, a Wilfred player. Actually, I have a two-part question for you. Actually, no, no. This is what I'm going to do. Let me, let me, let me. Okay, no, no. Wilfred, let me ask you. A top striker for you in the EPL will give you about how many goals in a season? Um, I would say 12 to 15. 12 to 16? 12 to 15. 15, okay, okay. That's, 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 that's a, a decent return. And maybe about five to five to eight assists. Five to eight. That's a lot of assists, low key. Okay, okay, fair enough. Well, Ollie Watkins, by your standard, is definitely a top striker, right? Um, Akri, I want to ask you, how many goals do you think that Watkins is going to score this season? The last three seasons, he scored 14, 11, 15. Um, I believe he's at nine right now, correct? Funny enough, I did not even look up the season. That's our host, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, he's on yeah, five, he's on five goals. Yeah, five goals in the this league. Is, you can just say oh, Wilfred is right. The player is good. Five goals like, in the league, that. guys. Let's go. Who's the pushing his agendas, bro? You came to push an agenda. What agenda? I just want to know. Guys, listen. I want to hear from another analyst what they think about Ollie Watkins' yeah. prospects as a top striker. That's all. <laughs> Just yeah. go, bro. So, I know what you say behind the scenes, bro. When you're watching it. <laughs> Can I answer, so, George? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, actually, we would love yeah, to hear you your answer. Tell me, bro. Bro, see, now, I've forgotten the question at this point, to be fair. 
Are we asking if he's a top striker or how many goals he's going to score? How many goals he's going to score? You can tell us if you think he's a top striker or not as well, but really how many goals he's going to score. I mean, he is a top striker. I think, um, you know, just in just sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. He's not going to have the chance to shine like he would if Harry Kane was, I don't know, Greek. It just, that's Wait, just the way the what? cookie crumbles. What? <laughs> Harry Kane's the best striker in England. He's the best English striker by country mile. It's not close, hmm. right? And because you're playing in his strike, in his shadow, and you're not as good as Harry Kane, you don't get that same recognition. Oh, same way you're playing at Aston Villa. I think that's fair to say. Um, he's scoring the goals, but I think this year, um, I'm not putting him higher, and f- higher than 15 because he's at five now. Um, this season he's lost penalties, not like he was always scoring them before, but he's off penalties now. Um, I think his assists at this point last season were significantly lower, so he's assisting more. So I just don't see that, you know, I don't see him pushing higher. I mean, he might get higher than 14, maybe 15 to 17, but I don't see him knocking at 20 or, you know, higher than 20. Uh, just because of those reasons. He may do it, and I'd be surprised. And fair play to him, because I like Ollie Watkins. He puts his mm-hmm. head down, he scores the goals, he plays for Aston Villa. Like, as a manager, <laughs> that's what you want. That's what, I mean, honestly, I mean, that's what you want as a striker. He's a hard worker, no noise, no nothing. Yo, he goes there, and he shows he why pace. he should be selected. He has pace. Interplay. He has pace. He can, he play, he can play out wide and come in. He Talk can play about it, He can uh, assist, He obviously. can assist. Uh, he has available. Oh, he shoots with both uh, ambidextrous, actually. Um, well, not fully ambidextrous, but his left foot is not as bad. It's yep. like if FIFA would be a four-star weak foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad, man. Wow. Yeah, like, I've been saying this for two years, and mm. you guys are just catching on. And mm. nobody would tell me, like, yo, Winter was right. I kept telling you guys the other coaches were bad. Sean Dice will bring out the an attacking attacking players like real characteristics. No man, you will see him this season. I'm uh, let let me say here first. He will score twenty goals. Hey, that's what I was looking for. Twenty goals. Just go like ten games without a goal, like right after this period. Just look, 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 look. Not in this system. In the other systems, I can see it happening. Yo, uh, Una Emery has Diaby playing like a 10. But anytime he, he puts out uh, uh, the lineup, he's like always a winger. When he, when Leon Bailey comes in, you see how they play. Like, he's pushed the wingers into like central positions. And these guys actually can dribble. They have good ball control. And they actually can pick a pass. So he's like kind of playing wingers in like, Camp positions and he's having people overcrowd the midfield and the fullbacks are also overlap. Like yo, there's so much, like there's so much like little little connections and movements that they can make with the ball and how they pick their passes. That there's no way Ole Watkins will go ten games without a goal. In his other teams, they didn't create much. Like, do you see their pattern of play? Like, their players have really, really good ball. Like, I'm not going to lie. Newcastle also have been playing some really, really good ball. But uh, Villa, like, yo, the ball they're playing is insane. Yeah. 
Okay. Like, Listen, we have it on record. I just I'm happy you said it. Twenty goals for Ollie Watkins. <laughs> I really you hope that he does it. Reaction. You got it. You listen, got it. listen. I'm That's happy. Great. Twenty goals for Ollie Watkins. I hope he goes to United next. <laughs> like, all right. Oh no, his, his next club should be Arsenal. <laughs> or you don't want my United? Oh no, no, no. Actually, there it, are just makes, it, it just makes more sense for his progression. It's not that I don't want him at a, a club like United, mm-hmm. but if he comes to United, it's a waste. Like there are what? rumors already that mm-hmm. Arsenal are interested in getting him in January. I don't understand that rumor at all, but we'll see. It's not like I, it's understand. I think, I think very few people can succeed at United. Like it's very toxic over there. Just hundred percent. You go there, you're not 100%. playing regular balls. Like a different thing they are doing over there. <laughs> And then they'll say I mean, players. Then they'll say players are injured. First like off, first, first, off, first of the only. I mean, player are that, players not injured? Like first of the only player that will find you. The only player that will find you oh after an attacker in United oh is Bruno. Oh God! Other than Bruno, who else will pass you the ball to score? Ericsson. Ericsson. How many times does he start? Hey, you, I just answered the question you asked me. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm also asking you a question back. Because I don't know. He doesn't like start. He's not a regular starter, obviously. Yeah. So it's like, other than Bruno, who starts every time, like, bro, like, who else is creating a chance? Is it Rashford that would, would knock the ball, look you in the eye, and would knock the ball again? 11 assists. He's playing for a contract. <laughs> All right, guys, guys, listen. Let's 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 wrap up this episode before we run out of time. Let's make some predictions of some big games happening this weekend. I'm gonna start with. I have three games picked out that we're gonna you know we're gonna predict. We're keeping score this season, by the way. So be aware. You Next episode, I'll update you <laughs> with the scores. Think of it. Um, Chelsea, <laughs> listen, Chelsea versus Brentford. Ernest, I'm gonna start with you. What's the score of that game? Chelsea's at home. Mm, Chelsea at home. Uh it's tricky. I want to go for a draw. I want to go for like a 2-2 draw. But Chelsea's on the come up. I'll go for 2-2. I'll go for 2-2. Okay. 2-2. Yeah. Rookie, what's the score? Chelsea versus Brentford. Uh, who's home? Chelsea. Mm, actually, I don't know if that really matters. Um, Chelsea versus Brentford. I'm going to go 2-2 as well. Okay, two two. Wow, George. Now nah, Chelsea, Chelsea's gonna win that game. Uh, I'm gonna go with like a two one Chelsea. Two one Chelsea. Okay, Acqui, what's the score? I also think Chelsea will win the game one zero. One zero. Okay, and Winfred, what do you think the score is gonna be? Chelsea, Brentford. Chelsea, uh, Chelsea two one. Copama will will score. <laughs> My God, yo, it's so funny because I've never heard you talk about Copama before. Like it's so weird. It's it's insane. When I when I when I called him the mm. first day I oh, got to city, people was like, "Who is that?" Mm. I'm like, "Just hold." But you know the funny thing? I was watching the game with him when he called Copama. It's like, "Yo, has some anyone called Copama?" I'm like. I was sitting right beside and him. Then, then, yeah. Yeah, I saw him play. I like 15 minutes. 
And I was like, George, has anybody called this guy? He said, no. I went into the chat. And said, That's Yo, your MO. Has anybody boy. called this guy? It's just so crazy because it sounds like you did not scout this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 yo. This guy was watching a Spurs game. That is his MO. <laughs> yo, yo, this guy was watching a Spurs game. Van de Ven just intercepted one ball. And I just knew. I just got a notification on my phone. I just knew who it was. This guy came past who scored Van de Ven. Like, he hasn't scouted a guy. <laughs> The first the first day I watched the guy in the league, right? If you go back in the chat, I, I told Enyona, I'm like, yo, look at this guy's positioning. Like it's insane. Like the amount of space he covers. The guy, listen, the one thing about him is not easy to tell, but he's actually really fast. Like I said it in the chat, he's very, very, very fast. He reads the game very well and he knows exactly when to like. That's not the topic and... of conversation, though. <laughs> yeah, of conversation. But the, the thing is, I have to watch people. I have to watch people. <laughs> No, 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 no. I watch people. I watch people for ten minutes, and I can see what you can see for two years. This man, this man said, "Has anybody claimed him?" Yo, bars, bars. Because okay. I called only Watkins like what three years ago. You guys are just coming to terms with it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! If you recall, I was on. I was on that with you. Don't, 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 don't. Shut now you want to. Now you want to piggyback, wifey. So 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 listen, the Chelsea Brentford game, you guys are right. Those of you that said it was a draw, it, it will be a draw. It'll be a one. Yeah, yeah, draw. please. The last one. Um, Never mind. Just, just for the record. My... Just for the record. Um United versus City. Let's do United versus City. Um Rookie, let's start with you. Why why? Why? United is at home. I didn't even know there was three It doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> United is at home as if it matters. Um, damn. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with 3-0. For United or City? The lap, wh- why do you do these things? Just Obviously, for clarity, I don't for know. City, Okay, okay. United can be City. Why not? <coughs> why would we can not do that, if Arsenal can do it, why can't United? Last season, two players got a hat-trick in the same game for City against United. <laughs> 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 and that's when they were playing well. <laughs> yeah. Aqui, what's the score? United versus City. Um, I don't think you guys are giving me nine. Hey, damn it! Like, oh, you just finish it, yeah. I did. And I just, I hey, can you shut up and let me finish my point? <laughs> I've never seen anybody in my life that gets so aroused for Pep. Let me just get the point out before you shoot it down. <laughs> what I was saying was... I don't think you guys give uh, United enough credit. I think across all the how many managers, maybe except for uh, Ragnarok, they all gave City, when it was time for derby time, United players found it within themselves, especially at, who's at home this weekend? United. United. Especially at home, the players seem to, you know, find something for that match. I think we're discarding them. That being said... We also have to be realistic. They're not going to win the game. So you said all of that to say that. No, no. I, yeah, I don't think they're going to get blown out. I think it's going to be 3-1. Um, you know, for as much as City look great, um, I know Brighton is significantly better at United at the moment. 
But that game against Brighton, it didn't really fill me with confidence. Um, um, if I w- wouldn't fill me with confidence as a City fan. That being said, City also like to smack United. So I think it's going to be 3-1. Guys, guys, I would okay. say this though. United are still not playing ball. But recently, they're having, some, they're having a lot of fight in them. Mm. Yep. And they show the glimpses. It's just not consistent. Talk I know to if them, the internet people are getting to them. Twitter and stuff is just they're just like trying to bond together, but they're showing, wait they're when you say uh, when, have, no wait, NS, when you say they're showing fight, right? Are you saying spirit. specific players are showing fight or the whole team? Because I can tell you that not everyone yeah, is. Yeah, I'm fight. not trying to talk about that. <laughs> right. I'm not talking about. I'm just. I'm just telling you. Like, I'm, like, I'm just saying, like they they are actually they are actually fighting out for results. They are trying to again. They are not playing ball. <laughs> but they're fighting they're for the shirt. Useless, but they are trying to put the ball in the net or at least prevent it with some more energy. They're trying. They're doing it. <laughs> okay. Oh, so Ernest, Ernest, with all with all of that, with all of that, what's the score of this game? Because we know they're gonna try. They're fighting. What's the score gonna be? Like City will win, but they won't. They won't. They won't disgrace United. I feel like okay. United will give City some some problems. I'll say City win three one or two one. Give me I'll, go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll <laughs> go. It will be 2-1 and then United will be doing more fights and then Doku will just counter them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. 2-1 it is. Yeah. Um, Winfrey, what's the score of this game? United versus City. 3-1, man. For who? Uh, City. For City. Okay. Still waiting for the right score. Yeah, George. I just said it. I just said it like that. I no... gave you the right score. What are you talking about? Okay, okay. Fair enough. George, what's the score gonna be? United versus City. Yeah, the thing is City's not creating a lot of you're not scoring a lot of goals. Because mm-hmm. the way the system is set up is very like rigid, very robust. Um so I don't think it's gonna be like a blowout. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna go like a two zero Man City one. Okay, okay. I'm so stop, proud of you. Please stop. No, stop. I, I change it. I change it. I change <laughs> to it. What? Anyways, continue. Okay, so you don't want to change it. Yeah, no. 2 0 is correct. United can't score. So, like, I looked. They scored 11 goals in nine games. I mean, you guys would say they're injured, but that's horrible. And then, yeah, City's going to score twice. Simple. Um, Last game we're going to do because it's the biggest game of the weekend, so we have to do it. Barcelona mm-hmm. plays Real Madrid. I don't know if you guys are aware, Rookie. I don't know if you knew this, but this is happening this weekend. Um, yes. So, you know, set your alarm Thank and everything. Um, I don't George, have to. we're going to start with you. What's the score going to be? Barcelona is at home. So, here's the thing, right? With this game, I feel like a lot of the times that Madrid. <laughs> 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 I just don't know the explanation. Like, I'm ready, man. What's like? No, because, like, if you look at our team right now, right, we are missing a lot of key players. Like, the spine of the team is missing. Lewandowski, Pedri, Frankie, Kunde, um, I think Bode, but he, I think he's, he's going to be okay. Um, well, you know, Galapo doesn't believe that injuries affect teams. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's the thing. With the way Madrid plays, with the midfield they have, 
a lot of times if Frankie De Jong is, you know, fit or in the starting eleven, I have some hope because I know he's gonna run that whole midfield. Because they have, they don't have the legs. Maybe now they have Bellingham who can chase around shadows, but still it'll be the same exact shit. <laughs> um, but my thing is, we have a lot of players. We have a lot of players injured, and our attack is like it's Joao Felix and a fifteen-year-old or sixteen-year-old Yamin Lamal, who is definitely going to cook whoever is going to play on that uh, uh, left side of Madrid's defense. Um. But, like, I don't know. It's 50-50 for me, man. It's just 50-50 in the sense that I know we can beat these guys. But then the midfield, I'm like, yo, we're a little light in midfield. We need we need Frank. If we can just take Frankie de Jong and put, like, a consumable injury on him and then he'll be fit for, like, two games or just that Madrid game, like, we're definitely <laughs> going to beat Madrid. But I don't know, man. The midfield is a little light, and I don't like that. So what do you think the score is going to be? So it's close. It's close, right? I think it's probably gonna be um, because ah. when you think about it too, right? Vinicius, like Javi's not gonna put Araujo as a right back because yeah, Cancelo has to play. Yeah, because what's the score? Uh, please, I'm trying to. I'm trying to explain. I'm trying to explain. I'm trying to explain. Right, Cancelo is gonna play as right back, so Vinicius will have that little freedom that he usually doesn't have um, when he's playing um, against Barcelona. So I'm gonna say, and I, I mean, aside that, aside uh, what's his name, aside Vinicius, right? This, these guys don't have a striker, right? Mm-hmm. Bellingham might get a tap in here and there. Guys, I'm thinking out loud. I'm thinking out loud. I think it's gonna be a two-one. Barcelona win. It's going to be really close. Either a 2-1 or a 2-2. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to write down 2-1 for you. That's what you want? Yeah, yeah. Write down 2-1. Okay. Nice, nice. Ernest, what do you think the score is going to be? Barcelona versus Real Madrid. Um, Let me see. Yeah. Um, Dynamics changed a bit. Like you said, Araujo is not there. Will not be a right back to pocket Vinny. It's going to be a different... <laughs> it's just going to be a different dynamic. We have a lot of injuries. And... I think it's going to be a tougher one. I make this whole joke right here. When Barca is back, we catch my day, leg back, back. I think that will happen later when we have like the full, the full guys back. So, but right now, if we, if we do, and it's going to have to be a lesser scoreline, I think we can manage to control the game, not concede. We won one for a while, and then... We have to find a winner. If not, Felix will bring on the new G. I just I'll just call him G Unit. Marco Gui. Gui. G Unit or whatever. We'll get it. We'll get we'll get somebody from the Masia yeah. to come and end the game for us when there are hundred million midfielders on the pitch. So <laughs> I can do it, even despite all the injuries. I I, I tip them to do it, but it's gonna be narrow. We we just have too many injuries to pump Madrid like we should be doing. <laughs> so what's the score going to be? I said 2-1. 2-1? Two, 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 I did not I hear you say 2-1. One, one. It was then, a lot of like... A lot of words. A lot of words. Okay. <clears throat> I said 1-1 one, one, one. and then La Masia guy will score. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. 2-1. 
Winfred, what do you think the score is going to be? Barcelona versus Real Madrid. Yo, 3 0. For who? Mata. Okay, 3 0 for Barcelona. That was the preseason friendly, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, that was when Femin, Femin made a name for himself, bro. Sure. <laughs> Guys quoting preseason games. Crazy. All right. Rookie, what do you think the score is going to be? You know, Tarapa, you really pissed me off today. No, I'm kidding. Right, listen. <laughs> Say what you feel. I'm kidding. I'm not going to make my prediction based off of that. Based off emotion? Correct. Okay. Um... I'm going to go with 1-1 one, one, since Barcelona is dealing with so many injuries. Akri, what do you think this score is going to be? <laughs> Barcelona like, versus Real Madrid. Easiest question of the evening. 2-0. Let's keep this pushing. I beg. Story, story, story. Just for Madrid to win. 2-0, Joe. Let's go. 2-0 for Madrid. Okay, okay. The Apple also... Wait, the whole prediction. Wait, is it going to be Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Barcelona is at home. Bro, it's the same shit. What happened about in Catalan? 2-1. They're both at homes, bro. Like, 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. Okay. 2-1. I've changed it for you. So, I think Rookie's right. It's going to be a 1-1 game. Though, after listening to everything George said, I'm like... Loki feels like Real Madrid is going to win this game, but I think because it's away from home, I'll give Barcelona a little respect and make it a 1-1. Oh, I think that ideally, Real Madrid should win the game. Like, we're going to have a better team, but I don't think this team is at a point of, like, we're beating anyone we're supposed to beat just because. We're we're still struggling a little bit, so 1-1. It's not going blue, though. Keep our heads. Like, yes, so yeah. No, it's like... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, I saw the game today. We played pretty well, but it was still kind of close. We just dropped points against Sevilla. Like, you know, we're just... We're not in a a form of, like, we're killing people. We're not doing that right now. So, we'll see. But if Joselu plays, he's going to score a goal against you guys. George, that's for you. Joselu... He's gonna get you. Um, let's do let's do final no, words. No, let's do final no words. Berlin now. No, they hundred and eighteen million. I don't signs. have to guy. Go look up his stats. Yeah, I don't, tap ins, I don't know what you want me. To, I mean, I don't know what you want from me. He didn't score a tap in today, for the record. But I, I know that. <laughs> are I you guys okay? <laughs> I don't know. Like he wants me to argue about Bellingham. George told me Bellingham was not good. Then he scores all these goals. Now he's telling me tap ins. Like if it's so easy, like you know. But let's let's not get. Final words for the listeners. We have two minutes, guys. I'm keeping this on schedule. We're on cut 90. We're actually really good today. Shout out to me. Um, Winfred, final words. Yo. What it takes me 10 seconds to spot. It might take you two years. It might take you two years. Don't hate Bell. Play at, man. Just, I have to add, you don't. Just give me the recognition I deserve. I've been calling world-class players under 15 Such seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's always one criteria. They have to have a chip on their shoulder, and mm. they always do. Mm. Just ask me for the sauce. And I might give you some. And I'm talking to Rookie here. Right. <laughs> 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 
Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, please keep keep your sauce to yourself. Um, Ernest, final words. <clears throat> hey, yo, shout out Andre Postikoglu, man. After years of watching Haram Conte ball, um, <laughs> glad to have somebody who doesn't play five back with two DMs and attacking. Some people play six back. Um, but, uh, yeah, shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Head who plays six months? Hey, hey, listen, let, let Akia or Popo listen. tell you about that one. Um, shout out Andre Postecoglou, you're doing well. Um, shout out La Masia, shout out the young kid. I'm not gonna hype you because honestly, I don't know you, so just do keep doing your thing. Thank you for helping us, and my G unit, whatever it is. Um, see, probably we play the next game, so yeah, shout out Spurs, shout out Barca. Um, Black Stars, please delete the FA for a while. I think it's early. We still have time to not go for AFCON. I think that will help a lot of us <laughs> and uh, help, but I don't think you do it. But yeah, that's it for me. Okay, perfect. Thank you for joining. Rookie, final words. My final words. Um, shout out to my haters, <laughs> Winfred. Um, no, uh, my final words. Uh, I'm just happy to be back. I'm happy, happy to be recording with you guys. Um, yeah, that those are my final words. Nothing, nothing crazy. Wow, wow. I'm so happy to be recording with you as well. Thank you so much for coming on, George. Final words. I wanted to go last, man. I want, I want to see what Aku is gonna say. So, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait for us. Those are your final words. You're gonna wait. Uh, my final words, man, it's going to go to, who is it going to go to, man? It's going to go to Pep, right? It's going to go to Pep because this season, I think I told you the lap where I feel like this is the most difficult season for Pep because he has to find some way to like motivate these guys to still show up and still compete mm. after winning the treble. He couldn't do it at Barcelona. That's why he left. Because it was like, bro, you won everything. It's hard to motivate these guys. And I feel like this season is his most difficult season. And I like the way he's, you know, he's handled it so far. He lost KDB. You know, he's lost Gundogan. He's lost Myers. Um, <clears throat> who else has he lost? Uh, I mean, he started all the season. Grealish has been injured. Yeah, yeah, Grealish has not been around. He bought, You know, like, I, I just like the way he transitioned and... It just hurts me that, yo, like, this guy, you know, with the right precedent could have been at Barcelona for a very, very long time. <laughs> and now we have to deal with what we're dealing with right now. <laughs> what are you dealing with? Child labor. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> Bro, we are relying on 72 to 16 year olds <laughs> who should be in school. Anyways, man. Yeah, but shout out to Pep and Man City, bro. Shout out to what they're doing over there. And I think, I think, bro, they just like they're pretty much changing the whole, you know, the whole look of English football. Just that one particular club is changing the whole league and how football should be played in that league and the level of competitiveness in that league. It's all down to that one football club and those three guys. Pep, Soriano, and then the other Tixi, Tixi, like, you know, Barcelona guys, pretty much. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the shirt. Yeah. 
yeah, those are the guys that are actually changing the whole face of the English league. And not, no, don't let anyone deceive you that it's something else. It's those guys. But okay. yeah, shout out to them, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. I just didn't, I didn't see the Barcelona angle coming. That was so random. But thank you so much. It's all about Barcelona for you. Aqui, final words. I'll keep it short and sweet. I just want to say congratulations to my guy, Gabby Martinelli. Um, mm. Opening the Champions League scoring this afternoon. Just fantastic. What a player. What a lad. Um, let's keep on pushing. Have a great week, everybody. Ah, that's awesome. It. Thank you so much. No agendas, man. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the episode. We'll be back very soon.